So hi folks, my name is Abit. Um, I run this options trading platform called Sensible. Some of you might have seen me already on several podcasts of Zeroda. Uh, we have Dr. Preeti with us, who's like a, a leading expert in clinical psychology and matters that concern mental health of traders with us. So, hey traders, we are here from Listen, a mental and emotional uh, wellness company, you know, that offers mental health uh, support and solutions, uh, Pan-India. And we have a team of counselors and uh, clinical psychologists, you know, who are working with traders one-on-one or, you know, working in groups for that matter to look after their mental health through our uh, website, uh, you know, www.listen app and uh, through our app, you know. So uh, Listen has partnered with Zerodha uh, as a part of Mental Health Day and taking care of the well-being of all you traders out there so that, uh, you know, we can trade in a more healthy way and we can, you know, uh, feel even better about our outcomes and the whole journey that we endure. I guess the only reason why I am doing this on the opposite side is because they needed a certified gambling addict for this. So that's, I think that would be the most appropriate introduction I can (laughs) give for myself. So anyway, let's get started with some of the questions which we have collated from our uh, uh, users. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Preeti, I'm going to ask you uh, uh, a question which I myself wonder several times. And this is also a question which uh, many of our clients asked us, right? So, so here's the deal, right? So, let's say a, a, lot of, a lot of our clients are like, you know, in mid 30s Some of them are also very, very young, right? And as, as life goes, uh, somewhere here, especially in our case, for example, uh, young people are attracted to trading, of course, because they think it's a very glamorous field. In, in our case... Uh, Somewhere around mid-30s, people start developing, you know, new hobbies and interests, right? Some people some people uh, buy a Harley-Davidson and go on the trip of the country. Some people think they are automobile enthusiasts and start buying BMWs. Some people start photography and whatnot, right? Now, now my, the question which I'm trying to lead into is, see, I, I think, right, and a lot of our clients think that we are extremely passionate about markets, right? But, but what bothers me is this. How do I know it's that... And it's not just, you know, a plain, <clears throat> uh, how do I put it, mildly, gambling problem. So how, how do I diagnose this? Well, I guess you have quite nailed it there because a lot of times uh, we endure that kind of confusion, all right, between passion and uh, addiction, if I would say that part of it, you know. Uh, so see, passion is mostly driven by enthusiasm, you know, and uh, it it doesn't become so compulsive that, it, it breeds anxiety. You know, it's like that impulse is not there when you're talking about passion, right? You can hold yourself. You can wait till you want to do certain things. You can buy time. You can calibrate, right? But in addiction, what happens is you are preoccupied about it. Okay, when do you get to do it? When you're not doing it, then also you're thinking about it, you know? So there is no literally no space for your own self or anything else when you're in that addiction mode or in the gambling addiction mode for that matter. So I guess that's something that uh, for passion, it's more pleasure and enthusiasm driven. Whereas here it's more impulse driven. You know, so that's the major demarcation that I would like to add here. Could you just give us a couple of examples of that, just so that it's very clear, like the compulsive behavior that you brought into the topic, right? Could you just clarify? So, yeah. yeah. 
Right. So, so for example, you know, I've seen like the, there are clients who would like, uh, who will get up in the morning and the first thing they want to do is this. And they would keep checking how it's doing. And they would keep, despite of looking at the fact that whether, you know, then there's the impulsivity component where despite whether their, uh, you know, resources allow or they don't allow, they will keep investing in it. There's a compulsion to keep, you know, doing that part of it, not able to stop yourself when you start off that part of it. You know, and if you are not doing the new plan that, oh, when do you get to come back to it? And, you know, again, continue whatever you were doing. So slowly it might start with very smaller uh, amount and smaller stakes. And then to give that, to get a the similar high, you will have to start adding up more money and more, you know, more investment for that matter. Without realizing whether you're, you, you know, you're, you have a bandwidth for it or you don't have the bandwidth for it for that matter. You know, so everything else is put aside. All other priorities are put aside. Who's doing what? Other needs are not, you know, they are left uh, unattended for that matter. So it just takes over you completely from that space. Understood. So if you're saying that if you if I like playing the guitar or I like sports, I still know that, okay, what's going on with my wife? What's my kid doing? I, I'm not depressed Absolutely. if I can't play cricket on a particular day. But when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I want is trading. When weekend comes, I'm like, oh, there's nothing to fill my vacuum. These sorts Absolutely. of feelings, if I'm feeling. And if this is a thing which I'm thinking when I'm going to sleep and waking up, you're saying that somewhere it should <clears throat> ring my alarm bells. Absolutely. Absolutely. When there is nothing else that's crossing your mind and you're so completely driven by this alone, you know, and we're confusing it as passion. Understood. So if, if yeah. I have this doubt, right, what should be my first step? See, the first step is always to resist. Rather than making it urge specific that oh, whenever I get up, I do it. I make it time specific. Okay, this is the time I will get back to it. You know, so I try and see if I can resist that or not. If I still I feel I can't resist. And even if I'm resisting, I'm very distressed and I'm very anxious. You know, I'm having a withdrawal that, okay, I need to get back to it as soon as I want can. Or at the same time, I'm losing interest in my surroundings at the same time. I'm not interested in having a conversation with anybody. You know, my child comes to me and I'm like, okay, no, not now. I'm irritable. You know, my wife is feeling constantly neglected in the process that she has. You know, we have more time to converse and stuff like that. You know, so that's when we need to understand that, you know, there's something going amiss here. You know, we're losing that balance somewhere. Or, or perhaps I have to do something very important. Like I have work, like most of the people are not full-time traders, right? So instead of focusing yeah. on work at office, you're involved in trading. I know people who go on vacations in Thailand and are still trading from a ship. This Absolutely. Things like this you're saying we should watch out for and... Absolutely. So, so I think every time you get up in the morning, you take some time out to figure out the things that you have to, uh, what are important for you and, and timeline it somewhere. The trading also should come into that part that, okay, this is a time when I will not get into it or I will not, I will resist that part. You know, there's always this need to know, need to know everything, every time, you know, being so updated about it, you know, and, and then that takes over and we don't know when it actually takes over. So one of our client users, uh, Prakash Singh, has asked a question. See, in your experience, right, what are the most common mental health related aspects that traders particularly tend to overlook? Mental health? Uh, so his question is, what are the most common mental health related aspects that traders... Okay. I, I'm guessing what he's asking is, what are the most common mental health related right. problems faced by traders? 
Right. Or the over, I think, yeah, that's very important. See, the one thing which definitely goes for a toss is the sleep. You know, there is no discipline in a trader's life other than looking into the market or looking into the trading screen for that matter. There's nothing else that matters to that person a lot of times. You know, the self-neglect happens. Uh, you know, uh, follow-ups are delayed. Medical care is delayed. Right. Things are pending for that matter. Okay. Uh, people uh, often seen, as I say, addictions are very fairly common when you see in traders. Okay. Uh, you know, like substance addiction. You talk, talk about tobacco. You talk about alcohol. You know, they just look like as if uh, they are the go-to options when you feel slightly under the, you know, uh, fire kind of a scenario for that matter. It kind of numbs you down somewhere. And then, of course, it always increases slowly and gradually. Nobody stops at a certain point a lot of times. Okay. Uh, insomnia is fairly common. As I said, the sleep is very, very uh, crucial and critical marker here. So when all these things are getting you know, are disturbed very frequently, there is a, you know, there is a spillover into your other aspects of your life as well, you know, with your relationship, your family, which further adds on more stressor, you know, you are even not able to handle that part of it. So all of that when comes together, creates a space where it's very isolating a lot of times. And we, we know that most of the traders don't discuss their thing with families. Most of the time, the families are clueless about what's happening. You know, they're not educated enough what it, it takes to be a trader a lot of times. You know, they're always blaming. And there's, you always have to be, you know, navigating your way through your families. There's always complaining. They always have something that you're doing something which is not required or you're such a risk taker. You know, there are so many things that comes up. So that's an experience which I see the families are never on the same page a lot of times with the trader. The person who's professionally doing this part of it. So I feel in that case, uh, sharing becomes even harder. Because you don't want to get exposed and be shamed or made to feel guilty about something that's not gone right for you. You know, so I feel uh, these are the few things which really make it hard to navigate the mental health pathways for a trader in the long run. You know, and, and seriously, uh, you know, Abit, what I feel that when a person is getting into trading, they don't really think what all it's going to take for us to get into that mode and what all other thing. It's just not the financial knowledge that I need. It's a lot more things that I need to run through that entire journey for myself, you know, go through that entire journey. You know, that how can I be clean? How can I be disciplined? And how can I find ways to share about what I'm doing? Yeah. So I had an interesting question about that one part which you said about sharing, right? So I'm I'm just I'm not gonna lie, right? So <laughs> when I when I met my mother-in-law for the first time, <clears throat> she asked me, "So uh, do you actually trade Bank Nifty and all?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And I could see like a momentary flash of disappointment running. <laughs> it was a very fleeting glimpse, I, you know. But I but I saw it, right? But of course, I don't. So the thing is, uh, one of the things which I realized after starting Sensible is I, I don't have the bandwidth to trade. So, so I never trade with money that matters to me. So my wife knows that I'm doing some fun stuff, but I know she knows that uh, I'm not doing it with uh, any serious kind of money. But the problem is for most people, right? There's like a lot of stigma associated with trading, regardless of whether you're profitable or not, right? So, I mean, classically, all Eastern societies consider this as gambling. 
I think all Westerners, I mean, a lot of people in West also consider this gambling. But the problem is, see, first of all, I'm doing something which is slightly taboo in many societies even now, right? On top of that, most of the people are actually making losses. So you can't see. First of all, if I say I'm making losses, your wife is like, "I am loser, Admi," right? I mean, maybe she won't think like that, but I'll deep down inside, my insecurities Absolutely. are going to make me worry. I'm going to fear like that, right? So then the problem becomes: How do I actually go ahead and have a conversation? like this with my family transparently right listen i'm trading this is my risk like how do i and if i like you pointed out right if i'm not sharing it with people around me uh, who's my support system then i'm actually headed Absolutely. for like a major disaster so what would your advice be to traders on how to get a support system around them for sharing what they are going through right so as you said that you know a lot of education has to come around to trading so you know as you said the label goes very deep somewhere you know they're synonymous with even gambling for that matter and i think we have to keep differentiating the two at least that has to begin with some kind of awareness and some kind of talk not just when i'm hitting a rock bottom even when i'm on top of my game i think it's very important you know when we are on top of the game we don't worry about it and we never see it coming you know and i'm sure as a trader we know that it they can be just not ups there has to be a down there has to be a curve which goes up up and down all the time for that matter you know and 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 we have to prepare ourselves for that because i see a lot of questions are going to be about how to be resilient how to work around it but that is something which we have to you know keep doing it on a very regular basis irrespective of the highs and the lows for that matter and that's what you have to see that because you know you know i was reading and there's researches which shows that you know traders are at such high risk for mental health conditions you know when you talk about addictions and depression and anxiety and uh, and also medical health conditions you know stress this extremely extremely high level of stress and we also know that how stress is leading to so many other life you know lifestyle conditions and you know and uh, medical conditions you know like diabetes and hypertension and cardiac issues so we are increasing our risk if we are not navigating it properly you know so we have to understand that the work at the end of it of course it's very high risk i understand that part of it but you have to make choices every time you have to make choice and a very conscious choice about your health vis-a-vis the work and the money and whatever so it's it is all about choices But choices is not see on the face of it it looks like that we're making a choice between uh, loss and gain. No, we are making a lot many more choices while we are doing that, and we are not cognizant about it a lot of times. So it's your health, it's your family, it's your well-being. You know your joy, your happiness. Am I feeling all of those, or or am I finding it so hard to get out of it? What is happening to me? I think that reflection is important. You know. and uh, and that's why they say you know you should have a journal maybe a way of journaling how are you feeling about your trading you know spend some time in the morning and write about it you know at least some way you're getting it out otherwise there's no way you will be vulnerable and talk to your you know colleagues or your family that yeah i don't think it's happening or whatever it is it may be for that matter or i'm feeling anxious about it you know so i think uh, we will have to have more repertoire and more empowerment to ourselves when you know when we are making these decisions on a daily basis yes yeah okay okay so so basically you're saying that at at the very least even if you're not finding a person on the other hand to you know 
uh, share your problems with. At the very least, what we can do is start a journal so that you're at least talking to yourself and you know reflecting on what exactly you're going through. So, Absolutely. Okay. So one of the questions which has come from one of our uh, users is, see, they're saying that they have difficulty in sleeping because they have positions open for the next day and there can be a lot of happening activity happening overnight us markets could be doing something tomorrow morning could be wild etc etc so if i am trading actively and i have overnight positions how exactly do i uh sleep better they're saying that when they are about to go to sleep they keep on thinking about what will happen and they wake up in the morning they're like oh my god what happened now so what would your advice be to these gentlemen all right so i would definitely say See, make sure the days which are going to be really hard for you, that is one part that, uh, uh, you know, there is some part of it that you will have to, you know, there's something called mindfulness when we practice. That means just trying to stay in the present. When I say staying in the present means uh, not engaging with what's, with the other thought that's happening. So I even, even if I practice every day of five minutes, Wherein I say that, you know, I would want to be in present and irrespective of whatever crisis is going around me, I am not going to multitask at that point of time. I'm not going to anticipate that I don't want to plan anything at that point of time. Or I don't want to say that, oh, I'm feeling sad or anxious. So what do I do about that? Or it's so bad I'm feeling a certain way right now. So we will just let those thoughts come and we won't engage with those thoughts. So this is one thing which I would want in the long term, we should be doing this part of it, you know. But yes, along with, so this is something which would eventually help us to deal with and park ourselves sometimes in the present and not, you know, spend the whole night thinking about what's going to happen in terms of the anticipatory anxiety and prepare ourselves for all the possibilities. Because in that way, definitely, we will be losing our sleep. There's no way we will not lose our sleep in that case. But if we can constantly talk to ourselves that at some point of time, we will have to bring ourselves in the present during the crisis situation, maybe we'll be able to handle it a little more better in the long term. You know, uh, make sure on the other front, if, if possible, you think your sleeping is so triggered and so difficult, maybe you should see a doctor. He can put, give you some medicines for some time. If you think the sleep has been disturbed, because see, there cannot be a magic pill immediately to fix that part of it. But yes, there are, you know, on the app, if you go on the Listen app, you will have some, you know, sleep stories, some, you know, meditation exercises, some mindfulness exercises, which you could do so that you can break that momentum of stress. I think that's very important that one thing you as traders that you people have to understand that to keep breaking that momentum of stress, you know, by bringing yourself to the present, you know, while, so it could be sometime maybe, it could be mindful eating. It could be mind, mindfulness, like, you know, you practice mindfulness while eating when you say that, okay, I'm eating, but I won't plan anything else while I'm eating. You know, or while I am driving, I won't do anything else while I'm driving. A lot of time when they, yes, I mean, you consciously, you will have to, you know, thoughts saying, you will feel also a lot of things, but you will constantly tell that, okay, I'm not doing this right now. That is the goal for you at that point of time. So if you can start doing that, you will buy some, some energy during that particular time. Some repair mechanism will happen within your body to fight with the adversities later. Otherwise, 
we are either in the adverse situation or we are thinking about the adverse situation. So it means we are never out of it and the body is constantly fighting it out. But we have prepared for God knows, 100 permutations and combinations. As you said, you know, there are so many markets open and so many things can come up that uh, we are literally enduring too much of damage to our own body. Correct. So in the sense that, I mean, it's, it's not like I can do anything about US markets right now at 11.30pm uh, in India, right? And uh, maybe uh, in the future we can because the exchanges are increasing the time. That's another thing. <laughs> but, but as of now, at least if US markets is down 2% in the night, there's nothing I can do. So you're saying that don't engage with the thought of what to do about it tomorrow. Tomorrow, the market khulega, yes. let's see what happens then. Right? Tell yourself that I don't want to do this now. I don't have the energy now. I'm going to save it, get some good sleep and look at it tomorrow when market actually opens. Absolutely. So you will try to create more sleep hygiene around it that you don't, you know, you don't end up doing the screen, go keep, you know, keep the gadget away from yourself for some time, you know, do that away with, if you want to go for a little walk, go, go for some nice warm shower if you want to do that, you know, and may some, have some, you know, warm milk, something like that, which with some turmeric, with just some, some self-care, increase your self-care at that point of time. I think that's very important. Show some compassion to yourself at that point of time. Rather than beating yourself, oh my God, what the hell did I do? You know, I should have done this. Yeah, maybe I've been there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, another thing which a lot of our users have, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you've done with that answer, right? May I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I so some of the questions which is uh, revolving around what to do during bad times, right? So, somebody is asking, can you share some specific strategies uh, to maintain your composure while you are uh, in a bad spot? Then somebody else was asking how to build resilience to recover from a drawdown. So basically all these questions are centered around, okay, I'm in a very bad situation now. I've either made a huge loss or I'm currently in a huge loss. I don't know what will happen next from this loss. So yeah. in times like this, what are the things which I should do? Oh, yes. That's a very nice question. Uh, so if I'll ask you, Abed, that what would you do to comfort a friend who's going through something like this? Huh. So I have been through that situation a lot, right? So my, one oh, of the standard yes. things I say is if somebody is currently in a loss and it's a drawdown and they have not booked the loss, I tell them that boss, I have been in this situation a lot before. And the moment I hit the stop loss, I lose the money, but I feel an enormous amount of mental relief, right? And I just oh. shut down the PC, walk away, try doing something else. One of the things I do is I don't try to recover the money immediately. I just take a break from trading. So the thing is, deep down inside, there are two possibilities. Either you believe that, boss, I suck as a trader. I'm never going to make the money back. In which case, it is very clear. I'll just walk away, take a break, never touch the screen again. The second possibility is maybe I'm really good at it, right? In which case, you need to have a belief in yourself that, you know, eventually I'm going to recover it. But maybe not now because I'm not trading well these days. So in either case, the answer to that is don't do anything now. Just stop, take a break from trading. Maybe, and you have to believe that I'm going to feel better once I take a break and maybe 15 days later, 20 days later, think about what's your next course of action is what I've told everyone because I have had this question coming to me from a lot of friends and family before. Huh. So yeah, that's what I do. Okay. And what would you do if to yourself when you do and you in a situation like that? I have done that. See, when I was younger, right, I have done stupid stuff, right? In 2011, when I started trading, uh, <laughs> I've actually blacked out on a trading floor, right? Because I lost roughly 
50L in 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm not even making this okay. up. So I was trading dollar, rupee and Reserve Bank intervened in some major way. And you know, I just saw the screen going minus 50L. And the funny part is in the next 30 seconds or so, I also saw it coming back and becoming zero. But like I froze. For a second, I had darkness in front. And, but then I used to come back to the desk and trade the very next day. Right? That's why I used to respond to that. But I mean, now I don't do that. right? So first of all, I don't even trade with money that matters to me. But okay. suppose if I was trading with money that mattered to me, if I made a serious loss, I'll say, yaar, chodo, I'll just take a break. So the last time it happened to me, uh, in 2017, I had a significant loss. I stopped trading for two, three months altogether. So that's how I responded. <clears throat> okay. And what is the internal dialogue? Is it like self-bashing? Yeah, that was not nice, actually. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a lot of... Self-bashing involved. This is like really stupid stuff. I shouldn't have done that, etc., etc. Kind of conversations. There was also a part of it where, you know, maybe I should get a couch and lie down. So, <laughs> I, was also, I was also having... Uh, see, the thing is, when I made a loss that I could not afford, the first thing that hit me was that this was pretty irresponsible of me to do that. Right? Uh, there is that sentiment, of course. And of course, that money was set aside for other things. Right? Like, uh, and you're also, I mean, we live in a system, uh, at least in this country, I mean, I'm pretty sure even in other countries, where as a, as, a, as a man, you have the role of a primary provider to your family, right? So that makes it even more difficult, right? Because you're, you're gambling away money, which probably goes into your children's college education fund in the future. So there's an immense amount of guilt that makes it even more difficult. And guilt tripping never really helps anybody uh, get out of the problem. So these are the emotions which I went through at that time. All right. So I'm sure that a lot of these emotions people go through, you know, when they are hitting their rock bottoms at that point of time. But when we are talking about being resilient <clears throat> and, you know, we want to bounce back faster. Resilient means bouncing back faster, not taking longer to kind of come back uh, for that matter. I think the first point has to be a self-compassion. You know, a note to yourself that, Right now, it's not a time for self-bashing. That's firstly, because you would not do to a friend who's gone through something like that. That's why I was asking you, what would you do to your friend? And you say that, you know, even this, I also do this. Or, you know, it's, you're not the only one. You know, there are others also who go through something like this. So I think it's important for us to understand that I'm not the only one who has, who is experiencing what's happening. And I'm not the only one who's gone wrong right now. I can come back. I can make a comeback. But the, that, But coming back, I need to make that a little more, you know, uh, I have to sail through better in that process. I can't make that comeback the most miserable part of my life. You know, so either that could be by taking a break from the trading for some time. You know, it could be short time. It could be long time, depending on however you feel up to at that point of time for that matter. Uh, and of course, I think uh, trying to, again, in that particular time, again, the mindfulness works because otherwise the mind is going in all the different directions for us at that point of time, you know, from the worst and the extreme situation where people can also think about extreme measures, you know, not finding things think, or maybe finding things pointless and feeling so much of a guilt and shame that they might want to, you know, do something very, very drastic also a lot of time. I think it's important that you practice mindfulness. You expect that you will get all kinds of thoughts at that point of time. And all kind of feelings at that point of time. And that let it run its run its course also. We cannot stop it. We can't feel any other way at that point of time. 
So don't force yourself and don't be dismissive about yourself of not feeling the way maybe the ideal way of feeling. I've had a loss, but I should be happy. No, that can't happen. You know, I have a loss and I'll still be, you know, all right. No, that won't happen. So I have to kind of accept that all these emotions and feelings will come. There'll be not a magic thing that I can just jump the gun and feel a different way altogether. But yes, sorry. Sorry. Kind of give it some time, you mean? Yes, absolutely. With whatever you're feeling, you know, because emotions do have a role in our lives. There is no, you know, and, and they are appropriate emotions. You know, you just have to watch that they don't become extreme. They should be in moderation. If they are extreme, please reach out and talk to somebody about it. You know, in those cases, you know, uh, where it's too much of pain and, you know, you just cannot manage it by yourself and you feel you're drawn to take extreme, maybe too much of drinking, too much of substance, or maybe anything else that's high, even more riskier at that point of time. So maybe you're, so, so that is something which you will have to keep a little tab on while you're doing that aspect of it. Uh, so along with this, I think that self-compassion has to come up. Maybe practice a little more gratitude about what you already have and what you should be thankful about rather than what you have lost. Because a lot of focus all of a sudden when goes to not to reduce the gravity that what you have lost is small. I'm sure it must be a significant loss to each one of us for that matter. But again, try and see that you collect yourself by practicing more gratitude at that point of time, you know. And if possible, try and see if you can have a dialogue with somebody whom you can trust. A safe space. It should not become a space where you pick up and you just blabber and you regret what have you done. So, you know, make sure you identify somebody with whom you can talk about it. Yeah. Yes, preferably. As much as one can have, you know, you know, so one should definitely go back to that. And again, the self-care, make sure, you know, you don't give up on your eating. You don't give up on your neglecting yourself, your medicines. If something is due in terms of medical follow-up, make sure you do that part of it. So I think if you can kind of sustain during that particular little time, you will be able to fight back faster, bounce back faster for that matter. And if we prolong this, then it gets trickier. So I, I found yeah. something very interesting what you did just now, right? Because like you just told me in a very stark contrast how I treated myself during a loss in my internal dialogue versus how I treat others, you know, who are in loss during a dialogue, right? So basically, you're saying that when I talk to a friend, I am compassionate, unjudgmental and detached. But when I talk to myself, I'm like deeply involved. So in a way, if we can look at ourselves as a friend, and treat that Absolutely. inner person unjudgmentally with compassion and with detachment, you're saying that the internal dialogue can be way easier. Exactly. Just look at yourself as a friend. Yes. And, and yeah, so don't create a discrepancy about, you know, about how you would be with somebody else vis-a-vis -vis how you're going to be with yourself. You know, try and be yourself even nicer during tough situations. That's what I would say. That That's actually super, <coughs> super useful. Yeah, so... Do you think this has become tougher these days? Like off late, is it like, like, is it, was it easier? Like, let's say 10 years back compared, has the world changed in terms of how stressful it is when it comes to trading? Oh, yes, it's, uh, it's super, super, super stressful right now. Because what is happening right now is, uh, you know, uh, we are way too aware about what is happening 
people are way too aware about what's happening to me as a person what's happening to you know other person for that matter everybody's journey is very transparent to a larger extent to each other now because of the way we are connected somewhere you know and the market is huge the losses are huge the gains are huge everything has the whole field has changed on which we are you know performing at this point of time you know so i think the setbacks are huge in the same in the same way especially when we talk about you know when we talk about trading for that matter you know uh, but at the same time there is also a lot of disconnect that's happened in terms of who we can rely on earlier the the family structures were different the networking was different the people were more close knit were more there to support one another for that matter which is right now mostly like each one to its own kind of a scenario so if something goes wrong you have to you're all all you have to rely on and depend on a lot of times for that matter a social structure has come down you're saying yes a lot a lot of that has happened that's true yeah. long back we had a lot of connections real world physical connections and yes absolutely you know so that definitely uh, makes it a little harder and of course our daily hassles so everything adds up somewhere you know it's like everything adds up you know we we are in bangalore and gurgaon and places like this we have daily hassle there are other issues that we have to manage you know something or the other you know work wise family wise you know so so that does become challenging for us with lesser support right now so, so one of the questions which we got again which is something which i have had problem with implementing to people who i give advice to right see one of the reasons why people uh, keep trading and lose even more money is that they traded with something which they could not afford to lose and they made a huge loss right and now they have to recover it because it's money they need and in the process of recovering uh, they even uh, you know dig themselves a bigger deeper hole right and even the problem is let's say there's somebody who has a consistent track record of one year of losses right so there's data telling that you know boss you know you're making loss every week or every expiry or every month now at some point how do i put it see if i wrote je thrice and i did not clear je thrice i'll say ki boss maybe shayad mere se nahi hoga we'll find another field right or if right. i tried to pick up the guitar and i realize that i'm nowhere near the top of my class i'll be like okay perhaps not for me right video gaming anything i immediately get the feedback i stop it it's not like i keep persisting but perhaps it's also because of the compulsive behavior in trading i don't see this happening right in fact people who are extremely bad at trading and people who are extremely good at trading keep trading the middle ones are easier to deal with but people who lost money keep coming back to this and try to recover money and they make and even if they so i have a standard advice which i generally give to people when they ask right i say ki boss they go just forget that you lost i mean just just let it go right and it's not like you have to take that money back do something else and make money somewhere else right i've tried several things right i even told people ki okay you lost like 20l in trading that's fine now focus on your career and make maybe 80l from somewhere else right but it's very difficult to get people away from this and to let them make peace with their losses right if we could do this i'm sure this problem would reduce drastically uh, what would be your thoughts on how to allow people to make this peace yeah so i think the acceptance that okay you know that okay maybe i should do something else or this this should end now or maybe this is a time that i can take a break sometimes when we are not able to calibrate that which definitely leads up into more mess a lot of time as you you know you you tell me right now and that's what also i've seen you know and i've seen clients in my you know in my 
therapy room for that matter. So, uh, so what happens is, you know, uh, the you know, people who are trading, they have a tendency, you know, a bias. They feel that the positive outcomes are, they definitely, uh, let's say, uh, you know, expected much more than what they are actually, they look like for that matter. They, they don't see that the negatives are, the possibility of negative is happening that much as much as the possibility of positives are happening to them for that matter. You know, so there is a little mismatch and expectation wise, it, it does, you know, make a difference that you feel that this can happen to you more. The probability is more to gain than to lose. You know, and when that's in a, in a very heightened sense, you know, because there's a lot of vicarious reinforcement, you're seeing people, other people making money and you get so driven by that, that you end up taking those chances again and again, where you are impulsive again. There is an impulsive component which we talk about it. More desperation and more impulsivity. Both the things, when they add up, they become a very lethal combination for us for that matter. You know, so I think somewhere people need to understand that when they are desperate, maybe their, you know, their calibrations might not be the accurate one, the most accurate ones. And that's where we talk about the mental health here. You know, that mental health is important because it helps you take the better decisions in life. And if you're in that stress mode and if you're in that anxious mode or depressed mode, you might just, in depressed mode, you might just give up, give up all your trading. You might just do stuff away, even when you don't have to. You know, and similarly in anxiety for that matter or in a stress mode, whatever. So I think it is important for every trader to figure out that, you know, to keep a check that there are in what head state or mental space I am right now. You know. Yeah, at least little checks. You should have some checks on you. It should not again be what you see on the screen. It should also be a check about how I'm feeling about it at this point of time. You know, so as you said, I really feel that <clears throat> taking those small breaks, short breaks from trading, especially when you're you know in that particular headspace, would be a great power, a great tool if somebody uses that. You know, and you can come back and take better decisions for yourself. But if not, then obviously you that impulsive impulsivity will take the better of you in that process. There will be more losses, you know. Okay. Uh, so I'll just ask a penultimate question from our viewers. This is also something which I share. And probably Zerona is going to cut my airtime completely after this. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but here goes. How do I quit trading for good? If I really want to quit trading for good, right? I have made the mental, I have done analysis. I realized that, okay, I really, really, really am bad at it. My friends tell me I'm bad at it. Others realize I'm bad at it. I also realize that, let's say, I have an opportunity cost of this. I might just have much better outcomes in my career, something, something. For whatever reason, I have understood that, boss, this is not for me. Now, how do I quit it and stay off the wagon, on the wagon? Which one is it? Is it off the wagon or on the Off. <laughs> off. <laughs> I won't be able to quit if I'm on the wagon. <laughs> I'll be on the wagon. So, okay. So, see, if this is so hard at that point of time, then we will have to consider the possibility of addiction here. I'm trying so hard. I, everything is crystal clear that why I should not be doing what I'm doing. And yet I'm doing. Yet I'm drawn to it every time. And that should be a flag that, okay, maybe I should see an expert for at that particular point of time. You know, that is one. That despite of resisting, despite of knowing, despite of the rational 
person we are, we are not able to leave that. You know, a lot of times when we say about alcohol addiction, the person wants to quit. No, there's ruining everything in the body. Family, everything is gone for a toss, jobless, yet not. Needs help. Similarly, if that's the case here, when we have so much of clarity about everything, and yet we are not able to, then possibly there's a point that we need help. You know, uh, and I think another part which definitely would help us is involving people in your decision that, okay, listen, I really want you to help me with this. I am not able to stop it. I really want to stop. So ask your, yes, family, friends, whoever, whoever can, you know, have access to you, can have an access to you so that they can, and then they can figure out that how they can do that. You know, they can be checks and balances that we can create, you know, that, okay, the wife can check on you frequently or somebody whom you're comfortable can check on you about certain things, about how you're feeling, you know, those little, little time slots, those, you know, those, those time when you especially have the urge to go back and, and get into trading for that matter. You know, there was always a certain time of the day when we feel that I will be, you know, more prone to go and check and do that part of it. So they can be total, you know, one can do a complete behavioral analysis, actually, if that is that the word I can use, because we use it in therapy, that what are your risk factors? What are your predispositions? You know, what are the maintaining factors which are making you go back to that situation where you don't want to go back? And then once we identify this, then we start working around that part of it somewhere. You know, but yes, uh, definitely on the serious note, I would definitely say that if that be the case, we finding it so hard, it should be good to, you know, seek therapy in that case to begin with. And if there is something more to it, then the therapist would further guide you about how to go about it for that matter. So when I look in, so, so one thing which I really want to talk because uh, it's a great platform. When we talk about addiction somewhere, Abed, then we talk about on a serious note because uh, so a lot of times when there is, you know, gambling or any other kind of addiction, uh, we also look at many other comorbidities, you know, in that particular case. So comorbidities could be another mood disorder. It could be uh, maybe depression. It could be bipolar. It could be untreated ADHD. And when these scenarios are there, the risk for the addictions increase for us for that matter. And especially, you know, when, when these conditions are, you know, they get combined with somebody who's doing trading, it becomes maybe more high risk zone for us in that space because we are dealing with a lot, you know, the losses are immense. The impact is immense, you know. Yeah, you talk about <clears throat> exactly right. So I think that uh, it's and, and, and all the more reason the mental health becomes even more important here. You know, because it could be a marker of so many other things if it's not checked. And we might not know. And we might just feel that, oh, it's a failure on my part. But vis-a-vis, -vis, I might be dealing with a condition which needs a proper intervention at some point of time. You know? So I guess uh, we, we should be fairly open to the idea that we can reach out and, you know, meet a therapist or a counselor. Because... Not all the time trading should be only dependent on your, as you said, you know, there's the financial markers and the technicalities. There's a lot that goes along with it, you know, which has to be uh, a fulfilling criteria for one to be a trader. I think those criteria should not be overlooked, you know, 
ਕਿ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਯੋਰ ਲੈਵਲ ਆਫ ਇੰਪਲਸਿਵਿਟੀ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਆ ਦੇ ਨੀ ਐਡੀਐਸਡੀ ਐਸਪੈਕਟਸ ਐਨੀ ਅਦਰ ਸਾਈਨ ਸਿੰਪਟਮ ਵੀ ਨੀਡ ਟੂ ਲੁੱਕ ਇਨਟੂ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਅਦਰ ਥੈਨ ਟ੍ਰੇਡਿੰਗ ਹਾਊ ਇਜ਼ ਯੋਰ ਇੰਪਲਸਿਵਿਟੀ ਕੰਪੋਨੈਂਟ ਇਨ ਅਦਰ ਐਸਪੈਕਟਸ ਆਫ ਯੋਰ ਲਾਈਫ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਇੰਪੈਕਟਿੰਗ ਯੋਰ ਡਿਸੀਜਨ ਮੇਕਿੰਗ ਐਲਸਵੇਅਰ ਯਾ so of course the whole evaluation would definitely get us you know will get us into a better space to navigate our way through okay okay and so the last uh, part from uh, us is so what are the best practices right best mental health practices uh, that you would uh, advise um, our uh, audience who are traders uh, who wish to continue trading uh, to do I would say that everyone who wants to enter I'm sure it's a it's a beautiful world out there <laughs> it's a lot of adrenaline lot of rush okay but I guess you have to make sure you stay clean when i say clean that your substance should not be something which uh, you know which should be the go to option when you're feeling little low or stressed out that's one part of it you know you should may you know have good self care regime which should talk about your physical health care which should talk about your sleep which should talk about your macro and micronutrients both you know uh appetite you know a balanced food when what time you should have what kind of food is equally important you know depending on when do you need to be more energetic energetic when you don't when you can relax and things like that it can't be that you have you know there's a time when you have to be very energetic but you have eaten something which pulls you down in terms of you know making you more lethargic at that particular point of time so so i think your self care definitely should be a part of it your self compassion should be an extremely um, practice tool consistently for yourself for all your little setbacks that you go through especially around that time for that matter you know make sure that you don't have a barrier of you know not reaching out to a therapist if you need to talk to somebody because a lot of times as we discuss you know we don't talk that openly about our vulnerabilities and how we are feeling about it it's so much lockdown we are more irritable we are more angry we are more snappy you know we will lose our sleep but but uske aage nahi ho payega we won't be able to tell something yeah ye ho chal raha hai ya aisa feel kar raha hu main is particular point of time pe so we need that space to talk definitely so allow that because it has to come out of your system otherwise it will stress your body and the body will show its symptoms in so many other ways you know in in medical and in, in you know and in, in psychological ways for that matter so make sure uh, you know we are able to kind of keep those checks on ourselves as we you know get into this kind of a field of work that we are looking into so i think that should really help okay anything else which you would like to add as a word of advice for all of us out here uh i would only want to say that that always remember that you when you are making certain choices you have to be aware about it is about choices the entire trading is about choices you know but you as a person have to figure out where other aspects of your life fit in what is more important I think that uh, review is very important from time to time. Sometimes you might say that oh it's enough I want to exit this part or I want to take a break from this part or I want to continue with this part. But make sure you do that periodically. You know it should not be something that you're compelled to do. 
it should be something that you want to do you know so i think uh, just because i've been doing it for so long so i should be doing it for the rest of the time i don't know i mean one has to make that choice on trading itself sorry at some point you have to hit a stop loss on your habit of trading itself baby yes i think that review is important reviewing with your own self is important and i think journaling would definitely help us in that process you know uh so i guess there is a section of journaling in our listen app also where you can go and start writing which is completely confidential nobody has an access to that so you can kind of do that or maintain your own voice recording if you want to do audio diaries you want to make so make a way to reflect on how you been feeling all along because kai bar kya hota hai we lose in touch with what we were feeling back then it become more recent memory you know but i think if you can calibrate and see how all along i feel what about what i am doing and how i am doing i think that would really help us to you know uh, you know have that good feedback system for ourselves and and to make it more uh, more doable if it has to be done in the long run otherwise there's so much of exhaustion that happens there's so much of energy that it takes to come out of it you know i'm sure it's not easy a lot of times what i'm saying is try and make it little more easy and we you know with little little breaks that we can take to review and rejuvenate but one thing which i would definitely want because it's a very very high stress work abid we can't just wait for vacations to de-stress ourselves you have to find a mechanism every day to repair what you endure what you go through if you are doing that you will be able to play this for long if not then it will exhaust you much much earlier than that you know yeah my mom says i have gray hair because my first job was trading i can completely relate <laughs> mom till all right so i think it's important to hear people what people around you also say sometimes not all the time but sometimes yes you know the feedback loop gets completed that sometimes we just brush them aside and we like you know we don't want to listen certain things sometimes they're complaining or whining or whatever it might be happening but i think when we are reviewing let's just try to put things a little more perspective and be more holistic as a person you know while we are doing these things so i guess that's all from my side as a what i would like to say to all the traders out there okay okay so i i'll i'll put it this way right see i i do uh, conversations with experts once in a while there are two kinds of conversation right one is where i think okay this is a nice point feel i are very nice and all that the other is oh my god i really need to think about my life right <laughs> so this comes in the second category for me i'm sure <laughs> and i'm sure <laughs> and i'm sure a lot of traders who are watching this uh, i hope they have similar emotions and they understand that these are things they can relate to and there are actionables uh, in a lot of things which we talked about today uh, so this was very how do i put awareness creating dr preeti thank you very much for that uh, uh, this was really enjoyable thank you thank you abhir and thank you for having me on this platform it was i mean i'm glad we could have this conversation i guess and we should have it more often i think something like this should keep going on actually i meant to that right thank you so much <laughs>